Well, a well-known sceptic was persuaded by his family to attend a Christmas service. And afterwards, he, he walked up to the preacher with a big smile on his face. And he said, I finally worked out why people like Christmas. Do tell me, said the preacher. Well, said the sceptic, a baby threatens no one. So the whole thing is a happy event, which means nothing at all. But from our readings, nothing could be further from the truth. Take the last reading which we had, when the wise men innocently ask, where is he who is to be born king of the Jews? It sets off a shockwave. And the most powerful man in the land, King Herod, regards this baby as a threat. And Joseph and Mary and the child have to flee the country to escape Herod's murderous plan. And it doesn't stop there. 33 years later, uh, he still has a price on his head. And another Herod and Pontius Pilate and the Jews and the Gentiles, they unite as one to condemn and to execute Jesus of Nazareth. Uh, he's nailed to a cross. So a happy event, which means nothing at all? Hasn't the sceptic rather missed the point? So what is it all about? Um, is it just a sweet-faced girl and a strong, supportive husband, an adorable baby lying in the hay, and angels singing and bells ringing and shepherds watching their flocks and uh, exotic wise men from the east bearing gifts? What is it all about? Well, Matthew, in his account, which we heard in the readings, he tells us, Remember the angel speaks to Joseph in a dream. Behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet, Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. So two very simple things. The first thing Matthew tells us is that this son of Mary is Emmanuel, God with us. God, the someone who made everything and the someone who made me. That someone was born in the backwater of Bethlehem. God, the author of history, he, he writes himself into the story. The eternal enters time. The maker of the worlds, dependent upon his mother's milk. The sustainer of the universe, not strong enough, to hold up his head. Astonishing. This baby is the uncreated Son of God, Emmanuel, God with us. A happy event, which means nothing at all. And of course, the baby grew up. And Jesus did what only God can do He forgave sins. He stilled a, a stormy sea with a word. And he raised the dead, not by invoking some higher authority, but on his own authority, 
because not even death puts you beyond the sound of his voice or the grip of his hand. Emmanuel, God with us, and God with us in the muck of this world, a world of stress and worry and broken relationships and unrealized hopes, a world of violence, fear, shame, isolation. God with us, sharing our pain and sorrows and temptations. The Jesus who understands no one more real, human, warm, friendly, with eyes that engage and strong carpenter arms stretching out to help. Emmanuel, God with us. A happy event, which means nothing at all. Here's the greatest vision of God ever given to the human race. Tender enough to weep over death, powerful enough to to raise the dead, humble enough to wash his disciples' feet, and mighty enough to save the world. The servant king, the humble God, the God who doesn't keep his distance, but comes to meet us where we are. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. But Matthew tells us the second thing. He comes to our rescue. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. This Jesus is the Savior. In fact, that's what his name means. It means the Lord saves. Now, in that first century world, the Jews were longing for a Savior. They'd passed through a long night of sorrow and pain and death, and the night just seemed to go on and on and on. They were now being oppressed by Roman occupiers, and they were ruled by a corrupt elite, and they were policed and cancelled by religious zealots. And it was a nation that was just riven with, with tensions and divisions. What could be better than a saviour to heal the wounds and to put everything right? And every generation feels threatened. And we're no exception. So salvation, rescue, turning the world the right way up, It resonates with us all. But the salvation that Jesus brings runs deeper than anyone could have ever dreamed. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Sins. We may not like the word, but we get what it means. Apparently on Christmas Day... Uh, the average family will have five arguments. Uh, I don't know how they calculate this, but the first one will be at at 10.13 in the morning, so you can set your watches now. But think of it, five arguments in the season of peace and goodwill. It's as though we just can't stop ourselves. And we hurt our loved ones, 
and we treat God in ways that would break any relationship. Do you remember the footballer Paul Scholes? Manchester United and England. He was one of the, uh, the greatest footballers of his generation. When he was at school, uh, during games, when the classmates had to pick sides, they picked Paul Scholes last. No one wanted Paul Scholes on their team. And then when they actually came to play the game, everyone asked that Paul Scholes should go in goal. Now, why? Because he showed them all up. When he was on the pitch and when he was playing, compared to him, they were all rubbish. So they'd rather he didn't play so that they could enjoy the game. And maybe that's why we feel uncomfortable about Jesus and wish he wasn't among us so that we could enjoy our lives. Because his light exposes my darkness and his love exposes my unlove. And his good reveals just how mean and ugly and selfish I really am. But he's not come among us. He's not on the pitch to run rings around us. He's come to do for us what we cannot do for ourselves. As it says in Matthew, to save us from our sins and to bring us back to God. Which is why the angel said, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Saviour, who is Christ the Lord. A young man needed a kidney transplant, and without it he would die. And they found a tissue match his own sister, his own flesh and blood. And she gave him her, one of her kidneys and saved his life. She was his saviour. And so God became one of us, flesh of our flesh, a tissue match. He didn't donate a kidney. He laid down his life. He shed his blood. On that cross, my sins, my shame, my guilt, they were hung around his neck. And he took the blame. And he was plunged into the hell that I deserve. He took my sins away. So that all who trust in him can enjoy peace with God, a healing forgiveness, and a new life, a new trajectory a new destination. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Do you see how wrong the skeptic was? A happy event which means nothing at all? This birth, this child, Emmanuel, God with us, changes everything. His coming is momentous. And the reason for His coming, to save us from our sins, far from meaning nothing at all, it means everything. Nothing could be more 
important. This event demands the attention of us all. Maybe you're a skeptic. Maybe you just don't want Jesus on the pitch. Or maybe you're just open and you're interested. Well, you might see at the end of the pews, um, the little Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Um, feel free to take one or two or three and read them over the Christmas holidays. At the start of the service, we sang, O come, all ye faithful. Let me close with the words of another carol. O come, all you unfaithful. This is what the words say. O come, all you unfaithful. Come weak and unstable. Come, know you are not alone. O come, barren and waiting ones, weary of praying. Come, see what your God has done. Christ is born. Christ is born for you. O come, bitter and broken. Come with fears unspoken. Come, taste of his perfect love. O come, guilty and hiding ones. There's no need to run. See what your God has done. Christ is born. Christ is born for you.